Hello and welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles and I'm delighted to, as always, be joined by Peter Franklin. Hi Charlie. Hi Peter. So today uh, we are talking about an incredibly uh, important topic which is the size and role of Britain's financial sector. So, Peter, this is a piece that you wrote entitled Britain Needs Less Speculation, Not a Smaller Financial Sector, which is not ordinarily the position that most people who think that London, the city, etc. is too big take. Most people would say we need to shrink it. That's part of the kind of narrative of those who, you know, are on the other side of the argument around Brexit, saying actually Brexit is going to mean that the city naturally shrinks because, of course, all these uh, banks and investment firms are are going to run away from us uh, Mm. as a result of Brexit. Um, So there's a kind of, I guess, a question here that we're trying to answer, which is what is the role? You know, what are we getting from the city, from the financial sector that we are a a kind of leader in the world in? Um, And if we're not getting what we want, what do we do? So first of all, Peter, why are we talking about this? Well, it it is a sort of Brexit related thing. And people are saying, oh, all these banks are going to flee London and go to Frankfurt or Paris or Luxembourg. Um, uh, if we get a bad deal or no deal. And then some people, as you say, say, well, actually, maybe the the, the, the sector's too big anyway, and that would be a good thing if it did shrink somewhat. And this is all part of this argument around rebalancing the economy. That's right. And people think we're just far too financially top-heavy. Um, and there are various arguments that having... Um, a particular dominant industry and it doesn't particular matter which industry it is harms other sectors because all the talents of the country or a disproportionate portion of it gets sucked into this dominant industry so we have you know all sorts of people that could have say gone into manufacturing um going into finance instead or could have gone into science for instance or some sort of advanced research but no they're coming to you know the mathematicians the physicists they're 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 being drawn into into finance to do really sort of weird stuff like quantum finance and all of these super brainy activities um, which might be better deployed um, doing some proper science instead of these highly complex derivatives and things like that. Okay, well, we're going to come back to um, the type of finance and the, the type of work that uh, those people in the financial sector are doing. But um, just to make sure that we are uh, clear about what we're taking this from. So this was an economist piece that you uh, unpacked, the Schumpeter column, but it's actually about a book that's come out. Yeah, um, it's um, Nicholas Shaxton, who's a former economist contributor, um, gets kind of reviewed in in this uh, column, um, and not altogether um, supportively. Schumpeter, whoever that columnist is, I'm not quite sure, um, is uh, does concede some points, but overall disagrees with Shaxton's um, thesis, which is that the uh, the uh, financial sector is too big for the British economy. 
Okay, so I'm very interested in um, the argument that you're making, Peter, around the fact that it's it's not, you know, it, in a sense, which often happens with um, debates, we're sort of all getting a bit obsessed about the size of the sector, but that's not really the problem here. You know, you could have a big sector um, that was tremendously productive and that may be less damaging. The problem is what the financial sector is, or at least part of the financial sector, is focused on. On. Can you yes. explain that? Okay, well, if you've got a really sort of expert financial sector that was really good at finding uh, the most innovative companies, entrepreneurial companies, and giving them the financial backing that they need to make their big ideas turn into big businesses, that would be incredibly good for the country. Um, However, if all that financial muscle is being pumped into things like land speculation, for instance, playing the the property market, um, then that doesn't really help the wider economy. In fact, it causes a lot of damage by pumping up property prices, pumping up rents, um, And it doesn't actually do anything to make any more of the base assets. You know, you still got the same amount of land as you did when you started. You've just made it more expensive because you pumped so much cheap credit into it. Um, So that is, that's pretty damaging. Um, Other things that might be damaging is just sort of generally piling into stock markets sending share prices up and up and up until people lose their uh, confidence in it and it all comes crashing down again. That sort of um, bubble um, economics is pretty damaging to an economy because it causes so much instability. And it's also uh, one of the reasons, not the crash part, but the, um, the the rising part, the boom part, one of the reasons why we've got such expanding wealth inequality in this country as well, because actually uh, the value of things like stocks and shares has really, the, or the growth in that, the growth in the value has really outstripped the growth in the value of things like wages. So you're seeing this this big disparity between the wealth of, you know, the uber rich yes. and those who um, have, well... I mean, often no assets, but certainly uh, very little in terms Absolutely. of Absolutely. I mean, improvements to genuine productivity tend to feed through into wages. Exactly. Um, in, in, um, great um, increases in the just the value of assets just because so many people are speculating in them. Um, that benefits only the people that had assets to begin with. Wealth begets wealth. Indeed. Um, you have a fantastic analogy that you use uh, in this um, unpacked, Peter, which is the Thames River. Yes. Um, what do you do about a, a financial sector which is out of control, that is you know, pumping money into speculation? Do you just, you know, this, this whole idea that we need to shrink the sector, well, no, we just need it to go into places where it's not wanted. And the analogy I did draw was with, with the River Thames, appropriately enough, where naturally, if, if the Thames was allowed to do exactly what it wants to, um, as, as it did, you know, before London was built, it spreads out. It would be, without human intervention, it would be shallower, but a lot wider. 
Um, much of the sort of riverfront property that we're familiar with in London today would actually be flooded because that's what rivers do. They're kind of lazy, they, they meander. Um, and at certain times, they also flood catastrophically. So over the decades and the centuries, we've embanked the river. We've um, built up the Thames flood barrier, obviously. We've bridged it. We've done all sorts of things to the river to bring it under control. But we haven't actually shrunk it. It's still, still the same volume of water passing through. And in fact, the act of embanking it especially has made it flow faster and deeper. Um, so it's actually a more sort of energetic and useful river, a more navigable river. Um, so it shows that you can constrain something without actually lessening it. And that's the analogy I draw with financial regulation. But instead of you know, just saying no to everything. You just say no to some things that you don't need anyway. And that will divert the resource into something more useful. And so if we want to um, redirect the flow of capital in the same way that uh, our predecessors redirected the River Thames, um, we need to use, as you say, uh, financial regulation, but also tax. Uh, And that's one of the other things that you mentioned in your unpacked. And so just very briefly, what are the sorts of things that we, what are the sorts of policy levers, the tax levers, the regulatory levers that we might want to use to redirect the flow away from, you know, what is effectively value extraction uh, into uh, value creation? Well, I think um, land value tax, for instance, would suddenly make um, property speculation a lot less attractive. Um, We might also want to look at the way that um, companies raising debts, um, how that's treated in the tax system. At the moment, there's quite a lot of tax breaks, a lot of sort of um, uh, um, tax-free provisions attached to to, to using borrowed money um, without paying sufficient heed to what that borrowed money is used for. For instance, whether it's just used for a share buyback or whether it's put into long-term investment like science or technology investments. Um, So I think we can really have a a think about the incentives and disincentives there. It's all really complicated stuff, but, you know, we don't have to do it all. We just, (laughs) we've got to do it bit by bit um, just as the Thames was tamed bit by bit, we can start we can start doing that now, really, with the tax and regulation system. And I would uh, add uh, a couple of extra things in on the tax side, mm. um, which I think we should be considering, which is also how we treat capital gains. Um, yes. And we treat capital gains, which is, you know, in many instances, not all, but many instances, a form of unearned income, but we treat mm. it much more generously than we do earned income, which obviously incentivizes a particular uh, behavior. Um, and also, one of the interesting things um, which I read, uh, which Andrew, Andy Haldane uh, had written in a book called Rethinking Capitalism, a chapter in there, and obviously he's um, Bank of England, um, was could we look at the way we tax long-term investment versus short-term investment to incentivize mm. people, um, big investors, to put money in that actually allows you to do the more longer-term, sustainable, productive uh, parts um, of investment rather than this just quick, let's put the money in and pull it out and put it in and pull it out just to get yes. the uh, market return. So 
There we go, a whole suite of ideas of how we might not shrink the financial sector, but simply get more from it. Um, thank you so much, uh, Peter, as always. Thank you all for listening. Um, if you do have ideas of articles that you would like Peter and I to discuss and see if we can unpack further, then do let us know. You can tweet at us or you can post on Facebook and we will do our best uh, to cover those articles. Um, and you, if you haven't already subscribed, please do so and tune in to our next one. Thank you.